Hello and welcome to the 12th episode of the My Hero Academia podcast. This week we will be covering anime episode 59 and manga chapter 196. Remember to check out our episode that we uploaded earlier this morning, which is where we covered, we did a bonus episode and we covered My Hero Academia Vigilantes chapter one. It's very good (laughs) and long. Okay, so my name is Sophie. And my name's Kendra. And let's move right on into the news. There's not a super lot, but basically the My Hero One Justice is officially out in Japan. It's been out for a bit. It came out August 23rd. And just some different cool stuff is that shoot style, Deku's new technique, is is free downloadable content for the game. It makes you the fastest character in the game. I just wonder, like, I make him faster than Gran Torino. Uh, and just the same thing that uh, the Two Heroes movie is coming to North America September 25th and October 2nd. But if you live in Canada, it's not a, you can't buy the tickets yet because I don't know why. And also, just a little random factoid, the, the voice actor for Eraserhead is giving away uh, one of a kind print of framed print of Eraserhead that's also signed. He's using it to promote. It's going to be like a Dungeons and Dragons with like different voice actors thing, which is kind of cool. I think I'll retweet it again so people can see it and share it and enter because I know I want to win. And also, it's not news, but the Bakugo murder jar is still at five. (laughs) Quickly to increase. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So let's start off with anime episode 59 entitled, What's the Big Idea? (laughs) So this episode covers manga chapters 111 for part one, 112 for part two, and it ends covering most of chapter 113. So this episode covers three chapters, which is unusual. (laughs) So we start with a flashback three weeks ago. Um, of a meeting where the Heroes Public Safety Commission are discussing their plans for the provisional license exam. There seem to be some sceptical Susans in there about the first test, and they're worried that the balls make it seem like too much of a game, but they decide that ultimately it's fine because it's a good way of assessing the participants' decision-making abilities. We learn that the police have basically ordered them to assess um, the participants' basic emergency procedure knowledge as well as their first aid but it needs to focus on cooperation and they've done this because cooperation is vital now due to the retirement of all might and the number two hero who is endeavor having a lack of charisma so instead they want to fill that void that all might left with a large group of heroes that have a strong sense of unity oh i just love the like random knock on endeavor but he's deserved but it is, I also found it kind of cool that the, as they're talking, it was a lot of shots of just their mouths and hands and not their eyes. So it was, but like, it did a few like big group shots, but it's just kind of interesting the way they framed it to kind of make it seem more like threatening or just kind of like they're like higher up, like they're powerful. I don't know. It was just interesting choice. I guess they're all like, they're all like gray men, aren't they? They're all wearing the same suit. No one really sticks out. They've just got the same ideas and just 
plodding along. Mm. But no, it was just a, a, quite a, a left wing s- slap for endeavour. <laughs> they could have yeah. got rid of the bit about him in there and it would have been fine all the same. But, but I think it makes sense why they're doing it because like we need and they're, they, I think they're about to say it, but they need an army with a strong sense of unity. That's an interesting choice of words. Yeah. Um, so then we go back to the exam and we have a quick recap of Gang Walker busting in as a terrorist and splitting the examinees into either fight or protect. But after the title card, we get some reactions about the terrorist intrusion from some of Class 1A, but no one has acted yet, which makes sense because it only just happened. You need time to process it. Mm. We then go to Sleepy Mirror who explains a bit more about the test and how it's marked, because he, he did leave it quite vague last time. Hmm. He says that everyone starts off with a certain number of points, but on the screen we can see 100 points. So why don't they just say 100 points? And it's the same in the manga as well. We saw a picture of Todoroki, and then underneath it said 100 points, but it didn't... Like, why, why not just tell us 100 points? He's he's very tired. He can't. He doesn't want to talk. He's just going to... Whatever he could say as quickly as possible. Oh, he's so tired. He's just pointlessly vague. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, the Huck participants will give and take points, as will a 100 members of the Public Safety Commission. Notice that there, he tells us there's a (laughs) 100. A 100 earlier. They really like 100. Yeah. Um, So when the score falls, falls below 50, the person will fail. So they can... Gain points, they can lose points, but as soon as it's below 50, they fail. Or, actually, you can't gain points at all. You can only lose points. That's the interesting thing, is that you don't even know when you get eliminated. And, like, there is, even if you do an amazing thing, you don't actually get points. You only lose points. So, like, every mistake costs you. Oh, so it's just a negative exam. Yep. Okay. And they don't know that either. I guess they, they I guess they, they can hear the hub people, like, saying, like, oh, minus points. But I don't. Nobody anyone actually realizes that you don't gain them. Yeah. Oh, that's got to be scary, then, isn't it? Just minus points, minus points, minus points. Yeah. And um, so we switch back to Izuku, who is by the first aid point, and he looks like he's trying to decide what he should do as the terrorists are going in for their attack. But before he can act, Yoshino <laughs> runs past him, shouting that they need to get everyone to safety. He's going to prevent the villains from advancing by using his vibrate quirk to destroy the ground. And I like that, I quite like that Izuku doesn't even question him. He just trusts the strength of Yo because he saw it before. And he takes instruction really well. He's so cooperative. Good teamwork. Mm, definitely. Whereas if it was like Bakugo or uh, a certain heated someone we see later <laughs> on, they wouldn't do that. <laughs> and I think it's also kind of realizing that like, Yoshindo is best for groups because like he can take out multiple people while Deku is more like he can do fight multiple people but he'd have to like jump around a lot but Yoshindo can do it really fast I got the um you know that jump around jump around that song (laughs) in my head and I kind of hope that someone just makes a like a little gif of him of Izuku just bouncing around that music nice Um, anyway so Yo's plan looks like it's effective on the like the villain underlings, but not against Gang Orca, who he doesn't headbutt him, but he 
look uses some sort of sonar move from his head that sends Yo flying back. Yeah. Miss Joke, as she's watching, she thinks that Gang is going all out, which is ridiculous. Zawa knows that he isn't, but it just it seems so obvious that a pro hero wouldn't use his full strength on a teenager. <laughs> He would probably, like, die if he actually used his full strength. But it is just, like, it's so, like, scary and he seems so powerful. I kind of don't blame her. Because, like, I guess it's kind of telling us, like, the audience that he's not going full out. Because, like, otherwise we might think he was. Just because he is so scary. It's hard to tell, like, if he is if he is holding back at all. Yeah. So I think either Miss Joke is just so worried about her student that her perception is a bit iffed. Or she's just not... She's just a bit dim because I, I know she was there at the sports festival, but I don't I can't remember if she was one of the pro heroes in the stands that was booing back ago for taking Ochoco seriously. I can't remember if she was in that crowd or not. I might go back and rewatch it. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Yo falls to the ground and Gang then criticizes everyone for just leaving him there with no real guard. Like, I said that Izuku was good to take. Um, instruction, which he was, but that is a good point. There's this yeah. huge amount of attackers and a pro hero there, and they just left Yo just vibrating on the floor <laughs> to stop them. <laughs> just vibrating on the floor. Like, oh my god. Yeah. I'm not going to see what I was thinking. <laughs> no, I think I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we get told that Gang Orcas quirk is called Orkinus, and I know that it's Orkinus from Orca, but it sounds too close to Anus for my liking. <laughs> oh, he's, he's also part of his power, he has like a little baby killer wear up his ass. Orkinus, you can't tell me that that's not, you don't um, think of Anus when you hear Orkinus. Or like an orc, like a, yeah, like the D&D orc. Oh, or an orc's anus. I need to stop saying anus. I'm so sorry. Oh, this is why it's restricted on YouTube, because we keep saying that. <laughs> um, so Gang can do all the things that orcas can do on land and sea. <laughs> Could you imagine if he, like, floundered on land? Oh, what, like, like magic carp? <laughs> uh, yeah. This, he's like, maybe when he first started, he was kind of like a Magikarp, and then he, this is him as a Gyarados? And it makes me wonder, Sue is also the same in that she's like specializing in water, but maybe one day she'll become like this terrifying, of something, like this strong, that anything a frog can do. I, okay, I just want to say, Orca Man, Orca Man, does whatever an Orca can. <laughs> Gotta get that out of the way. <laughs> Um, we also learned that the move he used on Yo was a paralyzing ultrasonic wave. Um, Ad Gang then, he plods forwards with his cape testicles <laughs> just jiggling about. Uh, I couldn't I could get out of my head like that. It's not like cape testicles, but it's so scary a side to side walk. Like, he's very intimidating. It would be if I didn't keep picturing <laughs> his cape, his cape bits as testicles. <laughs> Now all fear has gone. That's no longer real an, an ominous figure. In the video, in the video game, it'll be flashing red to let you know to attack it. 
red testicles. And <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, so as he's plodding forwards, he's blasted by a very large bit of ice from Todoroki. We then see Ojiro, Mina and Tokiyami have come running in to help. And they say that they've left everyone else behind to continue with the rescuing. Just a bit that I noticed here. Ojiro's tail hair, specifically the hair, then points to where they used to where they were before. I checked in the manga and his it doesn't look like his tail is pointing. So I don't think it's canon that he can use his tail hair like that, because that would be ridiculous. Uh, uh, I I didn't notice that. That's cool. I guess maybe the anime is like, okay, we need to use a tail. We need to like up up what he's able to do. Yeah, I mean, oh. I, I like the the tail hair flare that they put in, but I think is this where he is this where he knocks a gun out of someone's hand, or is that later? That's later on. Okay, because it fulfills my prophecy of him using a gun. <laughs> oh, if he can use the hair to and like move the hair about, kind of like fingers, he really could. Yeah. Um. So gang then makes quick work of the ice, but. Arrived to help, help <laughs> is Inasa, who complete who completes. Oh no, he completely destroys the ice and also sends many of the villains flying back. We see everyone carrying casualties away, and I notice that Dark Shadow is holding four people in yeah. one. That's a strong shadow. Yeah, and Mina is just bringing along one kid. I think everyone else is carrying one because Izuku's got one on his back. There's a lady all in white next to Mina who is carrying someone, carrying one person as well. But I guess she's just holding a, a child's hand. But yeah, like she, I guess like it's probably because he's like walking wounded that he is able to run. He doesn't need to be carried. And also like it might be the risk that if they have her have the have the person on her back, it might, if she uses acid or something, they could be in danger. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but then the exam markers, they seem to love Inessa and Todoroki fighting together. Mm-hmm. Um, but Inessa and Todoroki do not love it. it to- I just, it's, I just, it's very cute. They're like, good job, guys. <laughs> yeah, and the two of them are just sending these like angry glances. And Todoroki says to him that, that he doesn't want help and suggests he goes to evacuate the casualties instead. Um Todoroki gears up to attack with his flame. Inasa ignores what he said and sends another large wind attack forwards and they cancel each other out. Just completely before they can even get to gang, they're just gone. Everyone's like, what? Um, Inasa shouts at Todoroki for using his flame as heat, which makes the wind rise. But Shoto then defends that because the ice was destroyed earlier, he had to use the fire. Um, Inasa, uh, oh, and he thinks that Inasa attacked on purpose Porpoise. to cancel out his flames. Pardon? Porpoise, like a, a dolphins of porpoise and orcas are may be porpoises. It's kind of a pun. It's not very good. <laughs> it's a far-reaching pun, but I, yeah. like, the, I like the pun spirit. <laughs> yeah, I have to get, I didn't, I don't think I got one in last time. <laughs> you got one so far. Yeah. Um, they continue this really childish argument with everyone just watching before someone thinks, now nah, this this is too much. 
and a villain just hits them with a cement gun. Like, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) And Gang Orca reprimands them for arguing and all the villains start firing them. And while this is going on, so they're being told off by a pro hero and they're having all this cement fired at them. But Inasa's just ignoring them while he's dodging and just carries on talking to Todoroki about Endeavour. Oh, he's both very good and also not. Because it's like, you're too, like, you're, you should not be focusing on this right now. It's not important. That's a lot to go, to be going on, to focus still on that conversation. They're multitasking. People, like, some people say that men can't multitask, but I mean, they're really good at it. <laughs> yeah. But, or maybe not really, because they could have, like, done a lot better in this fight if they hadn't been multitasking. I think, like, a lot of it's, like, instinctual, like, moving around and, like, dodging a fight, but they're, like, their head's mostly in the argument they're having. Yeah. Um, He says that he loves heroes and their passion, but when he met Endeavor as a child, he was extremely cold to him. And we see the flashback, and Endeavor hits away a young Inasa, but he hits him so hard that Inasa falls to the ground trembling. That's got to be really scary for a child, like, to hit the autograph thing so hard that he falls down he's so mean like it, like this is just endeavor is a bad person at this point like oh. he's just a bad person he's still a bad he's still a bad person bad person yeah he's still a bad person um, and NASA continues by saying that he recognized Todoroki straight away at the UA entrance exam but he still went over to talk to him and he was shocked by Todoroki's Todoroki's matching cold eyes mm-hmm. And this, like, sorry, yeah. to be fair, like he might just be nervous about the exam. And like, I don't, if I was like really focusing on something, someone came up to me, I might just be like, I gotta focus. Like, I think, uh, but Ida got mad at uh, Deku for like distracting, uh, Ochiko or something. Like, oh, you're trying to sabotage her, or like, I, I think he got mad. So it's like, it's kind of iffy for me. Um, but anyway, this just enrages Todoroki even more, who cannot accept any similarities between him and his papa. <laughs> so, and he t- tries to only focus on the exam, but he can't do it, and his hatred just really, really is boil up, boiling up inside of him, and we see this by the his flame just getting bigger and bigger. And then he throws a massive load of flames towards Gang Orca, but it's knocked to the side by Anasa's wind, and instead, all of this flame is redirected straight at Yo, who's still lying on the ground and seemingly can't move at all. But just in the nick of time, Izuku jumps in, lifts Yo up by his jacket, which must be really strong fabric. But anyway, he lifts Yo up by his hero costume, takes him away to safety, shouting, What are you doing? Oh, it's so good, and I love that it's there's only music noise here, and it just like this deep thud and like the shock in their eyes as they realize like the fire. The animation here is amazing. Like at one point he's thinking like, oh, I gotta stay cool, and we get this like amazing shot of like the embers inside of him, and it kind of like flames out. It's just like so good. But no, you're right. It's so expertly done. Like I'd completely forgotten about this from the manga, and I got a real sense of peril for Yo because I I forgot that Izuku was going to come in and save him. Yeah, and it's just like whenever like Todoroki gets like too in his head about stuff, like where he's focusing on like something else, Deku just appears to yell at him. Like it's the same as the sports festival kind of that Deku's just like, 
What are you focusing on right now? Like, who are you actually fighting right now? Your dad isn't here. It's your power. Like, what are you guys, what are, what are both of you guys doing? Like, Endeavor is not here. Yeah, he's, he just always, <laughs> always turns up. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> oh, just keep that on repeat. He needs that, like, Todoroki needs that as his ringtone. He's like, what are you doing? Like, but I, I, I just also love that it's like, it doesn't happen right away. Like, he wasn't like, oh, at the sports festival, oh, now I'm fine. Like, oh, snap, fix. It's like, no, what he went through was traumatic. And like, it's not something you overcome super easily. And like, there's different ways it affects you too that you don't really realize. So I just, I like how realistic it is. Yeah. Maybe one day Todoroku was like, leave me alone, Izuku. I'm grumpy, but I'm not going to burn anyone. I'm a teenager. I'm just sulking. <laughs> <laughs> Let me live for a second. Uh, I, mean, I think that's the break, right? Or I think, yes. our, yeah. Yeah, so that's the end of the break. And we learned that um, Shoto likes, he likes cold, sober. And Gangwalker likes strong people and sea bathing. But I noticed that his height is 202 centimetres. So he's massive, but he's still smaller than in, than All Might, who was 220 centimetres. He was just like, so big. Yeah, you just think he's, like, gigantic, but All Might is bigger. That's cool. Uh, and we get a flashback to Ionisa as a kid in school, and he was never afraid of anything. He's just happen happily playing with a cockroach as everyone else is, like, screaming. He liked anything and everything. And the moment he learned what a hero was, he was fired up, uh, tackling everything no matter what. That's passion. And it's unclear if he's watching a TV show or if it's, like, it's real life that he's seeing a Kate hero fighting a croc. Uh, and, which is why he doesn't like that hero, and we see the smacked away notepad. Uh, the hero whose eyes seem to hate something far ahead of him, hating on All Might. And Endeavor became the only thing he hated. And That's a tolerant child. Yeah. Imagine like, being his parents, like he's just fired up all the time, but no tantrums or anything. Yeah, he's just a really passionate, happy kid. And the people who got the recommendation had to do a written exam. And I just love that President Mike is also there. And I do not believe he would stay quiet for two hours. He could not proctor an exam. Like, he probably had to step out and a razor head came in. Yeah. Because he could not shut up for that long. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a practical exam, then an interview. And it's six at a time for practical. And I just noticed that Jozo, the softening guy in Class B, was also a recommendation, which is kind of cool. Yeah, because he's the guy with the softening quirk. But we don't know who the I don't. I think we still don't know who the other recommendation is from One B. Oh no! Oh yeah, I don't know. Because I was thinking that I think the grass girl got pretty high high score in the entrance exam, so that means she wasn't a wreck. Yeah, uh, I don't know who it was. I don't know. Caleb probably knows. <laughs> Caleb, Caleb! Uh, yes. And, uh, oh, it's a three-kilometer race, and they use the quirk freely to reach the finish line, and then he, and uh, President Mike dramatically points up, and Inessa has the cutest excited smile in the world. Like, very cute line. Uh, and he's so excited to be in the greatest hero school in Japan. And the most passionate school in Japan is waiting for him. 
and Todoroki passes him with ice really fast. And I kind of love this moment, like, he's still looking coldly forward, hating someone far away, so Endeavor was hating All Might, and now Todoroki's hating Endeavor, so they're both hating someone who's not actually there. Such a pointless hate train. Yeah, I just love that he's, like, Inus is smart enough to see that, like, he's able to kind of tell what's going on. And he doesn't like his eyes, but his ability is super hot, and... He's like, oh, like, if I get, if he gets, he'll probably get accepted, and I can befriend him, and then his eyes won't bother me, which is so cute, like, it's such a nice thing, like, even though the one thing he hates is Endeavor, he's still, like, willing to be like, okay, maybe I won't, like, always hate this guy, like, I'll get used to it, maybe he just looks like that, which is just nice. I had two thoughts on that. One of them is that, yeah, it is nice that he's making an effort with his dad, like an effort with him, even though he knows that his dad is a douche. Hmm. But the other thing is we know that there's at least four other people there that he could converse with. So what's his obsession with Todoroki? Like, if you're not sure you're like someone or you think that they're being a dick, just don't talk to them. Why enrage yourself? Just go talk to someone else. Don't put yourself in a situation where you're just going to get angry. Like, just yeah, leave guess, it alone for a little bit. I guess because he's so powerful that, like, he loves passion and, like, big stuff. And that's, like, Todoroki is, like, so his power is so big that he's, like... I guess he's kind of trying to, like... He doesn't want to not... Like, he hates having that thing he hates, so maybe he's, like, okay, I'm not gonna hold this against this kid who, like... It, it, isn't, his, it isn't his fault Endeavor's his dad. But... Yeah, he's just talked to the other people there. Because I wonder, like, the reason he decided not to go to UA was because Todoroki was there? I think it, that's the um, that's the, in, the implied, isn't it? Yeah. That's what's implied. But maybe he's just, he's just a moth to Todoroki's flame. Yeah, cause, and Inasa steals the wind by a hair, and they're three minutes ahead of what the normal years would have done, like how fast. He's ex- and I love that he's like, he's excited he won, but who knows what will happen next time. You're amazing. And Todoroki isn't even looking at him. And I think maybe Todoroki got turned off by, are you Endeavor's kid or something? Because Todoroki tells him to shut up. I just have to pass the exam. I wasn't competing with you or anything. He doesn't even look at him. And we, we see the side with the scar, and it's very much like distance between them. And I think like after last year, this has me prepped for any scar shot. So it's kind of like... Very much like the Endeavor side of him feels like this is. Yeah, whenever um, Inasa talks about Todoroki's cold eyes, he never focuses on the ice side. He's always seeing the fire side. Yeah. And Todoroki says, you're in the way. And we get again, it's like he hates something far ahead of him. And we see Deku crash and... I think this is after Deku, after Deku saves the guy. He's kind of like crash landing, and the tiger guy wonders if they ha- if they and it doesn't finish. But I think he's wondering how many points they lost or something. And a quirk with I and D. He's in my way. Oh oh, across oh, a quirk with wind. He was in my way. Why didn't I remember him right away? And this is like. Todoroki wondering how he could have forgotten about Inasa. And Inasa is floating in the air with this little tornado. And just like, Todoroki's like, he's so loud and obnoxious. I really don't want to see him right now. (laughs) And in order to reject that bastard, I didn't think of anything else. And we see the fire mask of Endeavor. 
And it just makes me think of, like, telling Endeavor, like, I forgot about you during the Deku versus Todoroki fight, or kind of flashbacks to that. And whether it was good or bad, I let it go. So why does it come back again? It's like my past and my blood. I can't bury it and forget. He kind of looks down determined. And uh, Gang Orca fakes a grab at Todoroki, but actually launches a sonic attack at Inessa, who gets hit and screams, and we get this cool, like, jittery color effect. And the goons cheer, like, it's teamwork between the boss and them. It's kind of funny, like, the villains have better teamwork than the heroes here. Yeah. I mean, as... The other thing I noted for this is, as um, Inessa's falling, he says that he... Uh, and it's in the manga as well, but he can't control his wind very well. But I don't think the anime does a great job of showing that he's using the wind to stop himself from hitting the ground so hard. Because oh, yeah. you only see that for like a, a small second, but he falls really, he falls from really far. So if he wasn't using it, that should, that would have done big damage. Yeah. And Todoroki's like, like, oh no, but Gang Orca is already reaching for him. And he grabs him by the neck and says, you reap what you sow. And... Blasts him up, or no, I think, sorry, this is, to oh, Gang Orca's grabbed Todoroki. And he's basically, like, choking him to, like, it's scary. And Inessa blasts with the air to save him, but the dis from that distance, it's not as effective. And the goons run off to mess with the evacuation shelter, and Todoroki is still being strangled, and I love that they both think shit. Uh, and they both think of Deku yelling, like, what are you doing? And they need to take it seriously. And we get a super cool up-close eyeshot of Inessa. And he's like, I've become what I hated. And Todoroki grimacing, what I did in the past caused this situation. And they both think, I have to fix this. And the running away team evacuating everybody is thinking, oh no, they're gonna, the villains are going to get through. And Deku stands to fight, but Ashindo pushes him away and does his blast thing again, making them lose their footing. Like, I think Ashindo's like, I need to get points. I'm not doing anything. I need points. What did you call him? Oh, Ashindo. I, Yo, Shindo. Yo, Shindo! <laughs> I thought that was absolutely right, Ashindo, but Shindo. I forgot what his name was. Uh, and Deku thought he was out of it, but only... Yoshindo's extremities were numb, his brain was shaken up, but that happens every day with this quirk, so he's built up a tolerance to it. And I, I put this on Twitter, but that the effect his quirk has rattling his brain around his skull is not going to be good for him in the long run. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, because it, like, I don't know, it's not good for your brainstem, probably, or, like, brain cells. No, he could get some, like, accelerated vascular dementia from that. Ugh, not fun. Uh, and he, but like, oh, he was trying to do a surprise attack, but then the first year is like jumped in, and he's yelling instructions at everybody, telling them to split up and like get the remaining injured out of the way, and like, Yoshida's like a pretty good leader. He's a good uh, strategist, isn't he? Yeah. And, uh, Orca drops Todoroki to take out the wind user, and then he's gonna help his guys. And competing with the others in vain, we're not compatible at all. They have zero teamwork. And he's kind of thinking, like, there's no way to beat up a top hero like this. But if you feel the same way as I do... and But then we get this, like, hopeful-sounding music, and heat makes the wind rise, and then the flame comes out of his scar side. Can you see the symbolism? Can you see... I guess that's just where his flame is, but it's coming out of, like, the actual scar, it looks like. 
and from the bottom scoop it up and you get this huge beautiful burst of flame from Todoroki. And Inaz has no strength, but he manages to put out a bit of wind that flares up thanks to the fire. And then he manages to trap him. And they make a flame tornado, which is a real thing. And I'll, I'll kind of go into... I have, like, a bit more about flame tornadoes, but that's further down in my notes. Because it's technically not a flame tornado. And power and accuracy decrease, but paralysis didn't take enough effect. This is Gangorka. And, but really, Inaz is barely able to control his quirk. Uh, Todoroki, who can't move, is making up for the lack of power of his flames. And it won't make their foolishness earlier disappear, but it isn't bad. Uh, do you have anything you want to comment about this? No, your notes are just so long this week. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You've written down like everything that everyone says, so I'm just listening. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I'll try to make it a bit shorter. And... We get another shot, amazing shot of Inasa and Todoroki. Like, the animation here is amazing. And Gangorka is very impressed. And we learn he's weak to getting dried out. <laughs> it makes me think of, like, dried sardines or whatever. I don't know. And forget that he realizes he just needs to stop Todoroki. So, oh, this is the gang that's attacking, but he just blocks it with ice. He can use both at the same time. It tires him out, but since he's lying down, doesn't really matter. And Deku's kind of wondering, oh no, sorry, this is the villains. They're like, oh, should we go and help? But Deku jumps into attack, and Ojiro, like, knocks the gun away, completing my theory of tail gun, just want to say. <laughs> uh, and all the injured have been evacuated or almost all of them and there's just three people left to save and then he can sleep <laughs> and Mina and Tokoyami are here to help and I, we also learn a bit more about Froppy being able to camouflage and it's very cool and we learn they're almost done with the rescue again here, guy's also helping out, and he's got, he says that Inessa has a disgrace that there's so many left, and also, like, the lack of teamwork. And the fire tornado is really pretty. It's a fire whirl. And I'm going to really quickly go into this, that basically it's whirlwind induced by fire. Um, there's actually been some cases of, like, really famous ones. There was one in Japan in 1923 which ignited a large city-wide... Oh, no, sorry, the earthquake ignited a firestorm and produced a fire whirl, fire whirl that killed 38,000 people in 15 minutes, which is crazy. And yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, and there's also one in California just in July 2018 that... I don't know if there were... There's a lot of damage that was caused. And we get a dramatic shot of Deku looking at the flames and not doing anything. <laughs> and the Firewind Prison is a good idea, but it would usually take out the villain, but not Gangorka, who luckily has a little water bottle to pour over himself. And oh, that is, that is cute that he carries <laughs> around all these little water bottles just to, just to douse himself in. And so it's like, you, after you make that move, you need to still plan ahead of what to do next. And we get a really scary shot of his eye. And it's like, I'm just, I'm just like, that's all they can manage, you ass. Just let them be. They're trying their best. But he breaks out, and then I love that he goes, what's next to stop me? And Todoroki says, nothing, I'm done. 
And Deku jumps in. He's like, please stay away from these guys and kicks him. And at that moment, the last person was saved. So it really was just like, I think they all kind of forgot that they were saving time. Because it like, it feels so weird that all of a sudden the tension's gone. That's like, oh, we're done. And we see Kirishima and Kaminari save the last people. Bakugo isn't carrying anybody. And Bakugo has not realized he's failed yet. Like, Bakugo is already out. We saw that a bit earlier. And we see Deku has cracked gang workers' gloves, and they're telling the results now. And I just love, like, Tok- it's over, but Tokuyami is still holding the goons. He's holding eight villains, so I'm going to say it again. That's a strong shadow. Yeah. And, like, the goal is never winning the fight, but buying time to rescue is easy to forget. And we learned that Gang Orca had restraints as well, so he really wasn't going all out. Yeah, so the stru- restraints are kind of similar to the ones that May created for the um, end-of-term exams. <laughs> and he says, like, even without the protectors, the spiral of flame was excellent, and that Deku's damage after the drying out was, like, the cherry on the cake or whatever. And everyone's waiting for the results. Ochiko makes a really cute, anxious face. And there's two points of judging the demerits of the, your judge. Everybody gets a judge and the Huck people. They evaluate how many, how few mistakes you make. And it ends with Midoriya wondering if he passed. Yay. Yay. And that's all for the anime. Sorry, that was long. I, I took too many notes. I'm sorry. Sorry. That's okay. Um, the only other bits that I had to add was the, the music choice that they used for the Todoroki and Inasa team-up moment while they're on the ground was quite... I really liked that choice. So the animation was good, but the, they had like a Lord of the Rings-esque music that built up with them lightly in the background, and that really added to it. Because they could, they could have used some big, strong, bounding music, but I think this choice went much better. Um, I liked seeing more of a Jiro. Like, we don't see... I like when we see less used characters fighting, even if it's not for long. Mm, gives them a chance to shine. Yes. But and, no, it was really good. Yeah, and the animation what like really made this episode that it just like really shone. That it's just like wow. It's got a lot of love on social media. Yeah. I think uh I'd say it was like I would give it like a perfect score, I think. Like it was really, really fun to watch. Yeah, definitely. Five. Ooh, five. Ooh, what should I rate out of? <laughs> five sulking teenage boy faces. <laughs> I'll give it one out of one for fire tornadoes. Hey. <laughs> so on to the manga. Hello and welcome back to episode 12 of the My Hero Academia podcast. We're now going to be going through the most recent manga chapter. That's chapter number 196 entitled Make It Happen Shinso. And it's in page 62 this week. I don't know why the title made me laugh. I'm sorry. Um, exclamation marks. Yeah. So we see we cut off straight from we start off with a flashback from last before last week when they were um talking about Shinzo's quirk and explaining he's explaining it to everyone saying first I have to focus my attention on the target and think this is how, who I'm going to brainwash once they respond the brainwashing takes effect and they automatically follow his commands 
A strong physical blow will break his hold, but even that depends on how he initially takes control. Brainwashing multiple targets at once is probably impossible, though he hasn't tried it yet. Um, but he thinks it would split his focus too much for it to work. And then Sue says, that still, that's a powerful skill to use when they don't know it's coming. And then Kaminari in the background is just nodding along saying, uh-huh. And he's got he's covering his mouth like she said something bad. I think it's because he's like, oh, yeah, they responded. I think he's, that might be it. Oh, he's already spoke. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I was being a child and thinking it's because Sue said the word coming, but sorry. <laughs> oh, my God, baby. <laughs> um, so Shinso then carries on saying, but I can't command my target to speak or use their brain in any way. Uh, sorry, I just want to say really quick, I know, like, but even that depends on how I initially took control. makes me wonder, like, if they respond, like, really enthusiastically, is it harder to break the the connection? Like, I wonder what that means. I wonder if sometimes if people may want to be brainwashed. Uh, so, like, if someone's, um, like, maybe if he could do it. Oh, no, because later on he said he doesn't work over electricity. No, you're right. I want, ah, good point. That's foreshadowing something, but I don't know what. Yeah. We then go over and he continues with his explanation. He says that, for example, if he held up a sign that has um, Suyu Asri written on it and said, write this, then the command would work and we see a dumbfounded Izuku following the controls. But he couldn't make them draw, draw it written on their own knowledge to pronounce the name. So then we see him commanding Izuku saying, what's the frog girl's name? Write it down. And Izuku can't do it. But Izuku, though, he can't do it. He's still pulling the um, squiggly eyes. So it looks like he's still under control. So they can't do what he's commanded, but it doesn't break the brainwashing quirk. Mm-hmm. Karanari then says, uh, it's too bad most heroes' gimmicks become known, become common knowledge. Basically, you want people to ignore you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and since he says, I also have this, as he points towards his mask. Kind of like an extra set of vocal cords. My persona cords mask acts like a modulator. Since my quirks effect doesn't work if I speak into a mic or a megaphone, all these little plates shift around and resonate to modify how my actual voice sounds when it projects. Um, so you know, if it distorts his voice too much, it, w- it won't work. So you say- That's him talking about the mic and the megaphone still. When he says, okay. he distorts my voice too much. And so I, I guess, guess he, sorry. Sorry, I guess he can't make his voice sound exactly like someone else. He can just make it sound quite similar. Yeah, that's because, like, last week I know I, like, I was right at first when I first thought that he was just adjusting tone, but then I was like, oh no, he is doing a perfect copy, copy. But it, I wonder, like, how the anime will handle this. Like, if it'll make it the voice of the other voice actor, or if it'll make it so they just, like, pitch up his voice or something like I wonder how they'll handle this because it's not an exact copy like you could probably tell it's not actually it but in the heat of the moment you can't yeah or if they could they could use the same voice actor and it would be maybe a bit muffled but I think it'll be it'll be a few years until we see this in the anime but mm-hmm. so someone comes here saying meaning it's a voice modifier right 
Wow, that makes you super strong, man. <laughs> I'm guessing that's Kirishima with all the enthusiasm. Yeah. He's saying, but this equipment is only as strong as start. Oh, right, it's starting, and we didn't come up with a plan, so we've just got to wing it. So now we know that's why YCU's idea was just to uh, knock them down with numbers because they, they had to learn about Shinso's quirk. So I guess that puts them, yeah, that's what they were saying about it. Puts That's another bit that puts them at a disadvantage compared to the other team. Yeah. But another bonus that his mask is mechanical rather than electrical. It's probably cheaper to manufacture. <laughs> yeah. Side note. Um, we then see Shinso going in to attack, attack Beast with his, with his binding alloy. Uh, and... Oh, I forget his name. Solid Air Chap says, too slow, air prison, and engulfs him in the same cage that we see, saw last chapter. Um, and he then slaps Beast, saying, wake up. He's saying, he brainwashed, he brainwashes you when you respond, but a good hit breaks the spell. Shizaki and his other previous victims told us all about it. They didn't mention a voice modifier, though. He's saying to Beast now, now, reckon for real. Reckon Ralph. And Kaminari is charging and saying, we have to stop the big guy. And, oh, oh, I just noticed that Air Guy jumps off saying, oh, I can't have that. And Kaminari gets a cool moment where he's like, go on, touch me for a real shock. And he zaps him it's like a taser. But he still still falls through on the attack, even though he got zapped. And uh, Sue manages to wrangle the guy, air guy, with her tongue, saying, gotcha. Uh, and they yell, toss him in the slammer, Sue. And he's still, Beast is still charging after after Sue. And Kaminari's shocked, like, I shocked him. <laughs> and, but Unbreakable Kirishima and Koda jump in. And Koda's, sorry, Koda's shoulders there his muscles are going to send some of the fangirls wild because <laughs> anytime there's like bakugo in a vest they're like "Ooh, look at his shoulders but i don't think we've seen a muscular coder before that we know he's he's big cause i think he's the second tallest after shoji oh. but he's strong I lo- yeah he deserves more appreciation and koda's also broken an air bubble air an air wall i think and we see that he looks really mad and he has bugs coming. Come, come, little one, lend me your strength. And we get Red Gauntlet from Kirishima. But <laughs> I love that Beast Guy just goes human mode. And he, cha- he changes in size when he goes Beast mode. And it makes me think of Chopper. But he doesn't go like, he just goes normal size, not like as tiny as Chopper might. I love how he's been drawn because it looks like he's pirouetting through them. He doesn't just change to a human, he changes to a ballet dancing human. Yeah. And he go and he, then he goes beast mode again and he says, and once more beast mode, you're the only one who can match my strength, Kirishima. How do you like this? And he just throws Kirishima in the air with a whip. <laughs> I really like the sound effects. Like earlier when Sue was, um, pulling solid air along. The noise was just boing, boing. <laughs> um, so he just throws Kirishima up in the air. And we're getting um, Shinso saying, Shirozaki's advancing on the left. Kirishima is screaming off these guys. 
but he luckily he's going to land on now lovely vine lady because mm-hmm. otherwise that fall would be tragic mm-hmm. she's saying a barefoot little lamb from the heavens with her her strange religious talk and yeah. um, but oh poor coda his face mask and his whole head has just been grabbed by beast and he's holding his mouth so tightly that he can't speak Kaminari tries to help him throwing his projectiles, but Beast, he's so, he's such a big threat. He's agile, he's strong. Kaminari uh, doesn't get him. Um, he then sniffs Sue behind him and can dodge her tongue attack there. So Sue's come back. She's deposited Solid Air Gentleman as she's come back. Um, Beast has grabbed Coda and he's taking him away. He's carrying carrying him around it's slowing him down but it's better that he takes him in retreats now so they've got two they've got kirishima and they've got coda and team one have got um solid hair and we see kirishima all tangled up in vines <laughs> like oh. a slug where is he oh this is the next page yeah oh yes <laughs> poor poor kirishima yeah and he's saying my bad coda who's just knocked out the ground it's been like a rough few chapters for Coda. He gets trapped in an air prison and now he's like got grabbed by the face and like thrown to jail. Oh, poor Coda. I wonder if he's too, he's like, cause he's so strong. I wonder if he, um, I mean, Beast is stronger here, but if he's so shy that maybe he just doesn't like violence. Yeah. But we see, oh, I can't remember his name. The Chinese exchange student is guarding them. They're saying, we've already, we've got prisoners already. Shishinda and Tsuba's wild play paid off quick. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see Solid Air Guy saying, she got me good. And he's flashing back, thinking, oh, her tongue, though, because it was wrapped completely around him. And he's, he's having a little ca- mini cardiac arrest. <laughs> <Just ba-dum, ba-dum. laughs> Doki um, So we get the announcement again. Both teams have three members left, but Class B has the psychological advantage. Mm. Um, we go back to our team who isn't caught. Bakugo cracked these things like it was nothing during the sports festival. That guy must have made them tougher. Class B is strong. So we see that Sue has broken the um, broken the glass bubble. With She's had to use a pipe. So she had to use a pipe, but Koda could just break it with himself. He's strong. Yeah, strong. And Vlad King is doing the announcing <laughs> and he is having the time of his life. <laughs> the, these three, the, will these fearsome moves from my precious students finally be the thing to put class A in its place? And Monoma is loving this. You're the best Vlad King sensei. But we get some of her class A's. We see Mina, Jiro, and Aoyama holding up placards and signs saying, come on, you're totally biased and biased commentation. I love how quickly they made these signs. I wonder if Momo helped. Oh, they're so crafty. <laughs> um, so we see Ciro talking to Sato, Ciro and Sato, mm-hmm. saying Shishida's strength is wild. His sniff is no joke either. And... <laughs> Someone posted, a, I can't remember who it is, I apologise. Someone posted a picture of Vlad and his excitement and um, 
as are were just like eh, whatever and said that they are the direct comparison of a dog and a cat owner <laughs> just the wild enthusiasm kind of the like, compared to the yeah yeah um all the while izaku is making notes as you would expect and saying judging from when he whipped out the capture cloth his reaction speed in battle has a way to go we go back to l3 from class b saying if but he's still saying, if they want to take advantage of Sinso's strength, they need to... Kamino is asking, what now, Sue? Feels like we're losing. Oh, Kamino. And she's saying, learning the ins and outs of Shinso's quirk took a lot of time. We just weren't prepared for them. She's very practical. Mm-hmm. Um, your page. Love, yeah, I love that she's the leader. And uh, Shinso kind of like admits like, oh, I, I should have been faster with the binding attack. Sorry. And he's kind of fiddling with his thing. And Sue says, no, I should apologize for putting you in the front line. My poor strategizing was to blame. I love I just want to say again, I love that she's the leader and she's the one calling the shots because she is like the smartest one here besides like a Shindo, maybe. Yeah, or, oh, it's- not a Shindo. Uh, Shinso. <laughs> I'm too used to the other to Earthquake Man. Her names are very similar, but she's not she's not taking it to heart like Kaminari is. She's just a realist. Mm. She's she's a great mood setter. Like she's a strong base. And Kaminari's like, we can seriously get hurt during full uh, bull blown battle training, but that was some slick moves you made. You even managed to save me. Uh guess I'm trying to say good job. And he goes on, You said you're not here to make friends, but I'm a fan already. You're cut out to be a hero for sure. Kaminari is like, I'm going to become your friend or goddamn die trying. <laughs> yeah, because I think the first one to be like, let's be friends is Kirishima. And now it's now it's Kaminari. Just how are they friends with uh, Bakugo? <laughs> Bakugo's going to have to like fight him to make sure he can keep his friends. <laughs> or he's like, no, I finally got rid of them. I'm safe. They've moved on to another jerk. Yeah. <laughs> this panel is one of my favorite. I just love, I love friendship. And he's like, now he's holding on to his hair. I think he's kind of lowering his mask. And he's like, whatever. So what's our plan now? And uh, Sue holds out her hand. She's like, I have an idea. Kaminari, locate your target. And Kaminari managed to forget how his own thing works. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I almost said tentacles. Uh, Thorn Girl's like, me, the decoy for a sneak attack? Such a sinful deed deserves a good lashing. Uh, but losing Subarabra, <laughs> his name's really Subarabra. Long. Subarabra. Uh, and Beast Guy is already very enthusiastic. I always forget, like, it's funny that, I think the reason the taser didn't work on him is because he's already, like, so enthusiastic, he probably can't feel the pain enough. He's probably, when he goes into beast mode, he's probably got super, um, thick skin, you know, like, horses, yeah. and especially, horses have got, like, a really thick hide. Mm-hmm. Um, he's probably... When he goes into this big mode, he probably gets much stronger skin as well, so he'd need more shocks to get him than, you know, an average person. Mm-hmm. And he's like, like it, the plan worked out really well, and there's only three of them left, and if we capture two, it's our win. I just want to point out, I think Caleb, uh, you can follow him, he's the official translator, you can follow him on Twitter at CDCubed. He talked about how it's probably that uh, Shinso is actually changing back his voice to normal away from air guys thing and 
The secret's out about Shinzo's voice modifiers. We just gotta snag him, and then we can totally ignore the pain in the butt, Kaminari. And he smells something coming. I lo- I just I still love that everybody's really scared of Kaminari. It makes me happy. And he's like, what's this? And we get a, how do you even notice that, Sue? It's amazing. And it's like, it's more amazing you did notice it stuck to him, Kaminari. And I think what, if you go back, we can see that his disc, you see it like one more time kind of cl- getting closer to Beast Guy's butt, which is where it's stuck. Did you want to say something? Sorry. No, I was laughing at butt. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. And we get a reminder that May was saying the target sticks to whatever surface you shoot it at. Also, the display in those glasses will always show you the position. And it is! It's stuck to his butt! It makes me think of the welding guy's quirk again. How he welded the location thing on. Yeah. So it is lucky that that's actually, like, sticky. I I didn't realize it was sticky before. I thought it just kind of, like, would lodge into things. And there's three assoies headed our way. And she says, I have to teach them that such schemes are steeped in sin. And we get a really cool shot of her. I just want to get out of the way right now. I'm like 100% sure that she shed her skin. But frogs aren't reptiles. No, frogs shed their skin too. I looked it up. Ooh. Yeah, because when she's saying about it and she's going all gloopy, we can see all her lines getting, yes, she could done. But then how would she shed her uniform as well? I think that she might have been able to, like, extend it over or something. But, yeah, frogs and toads do shed. And they sometimes they'll shed, like, every day. So I definitely think that... I think it's, you know, like, uh, Toga... If Toga can make clothes with blood, then she can... Her clothes can be part of her skin. Yeah, why, why, <laughs> why am I looking for logic? You're right. <laughs> but, no, I think it might be that, like... Since her new uniform, maybe, that maybe it's like, maybe they made it out of her old skin or something? Yeah, uh, that yeah, that's a really good idea. Really good idea. So but, I'm like 100% sure that they're wearing frog suits. Sue is, she's getting stronger. She's accelerating her quirk so quickly compared to everyone else. Yeah, she can do camouflage, she can do shedding skin or, like, copies of herself. But I just wonder, like, how useful is it that they look like her? It doesn't actually help them. Like, they still know it, it has to be. But no, there's still a missing person. Or wait, no. No, there's just there's just um, there's three of them. Yeah. I guess if you're doing anything that's subterfuge, it'd be helpful. Or if you were trying to... Um, say, for example, it was back in Camino and they were trying to disguise Bakugo to get him out. They could disguise him as Sue, especially as it's changing their smell as well, it seems like. And they don't know which one they shouldn't respond to either. Mm, so they don't know which one's Kaminari or not. As I'm guessing it, that it's Kaminari um, that's going to be the, the threat next week as they, they already mentioned that he's the pain in the butt. No, I think it's going to be Shinso because, like, they won't, they'll think they're responding to Froppy, but they're actually responding to him, and he can, like, brainwash somebody again. Yeah. And maybe Kaminari will do, like, a zap a guy in the ass. <gasps> team attack. I love team attacks. I just yes. love friendship and coordination. <laughs> I'm just, I'm so happy that Sue gets to do stuff. And I think, okay, I'm going to check, uh, Caleb kind of broke down who he thinks each person is. Oh, from the um, 
from their bruises on their cheeks. Yeah. Um, I don't actually have Twitter open right now. That's okay. fine. I mean, we know that they're um, that they're clones anyway, and they could always switch positions. So. Yeah, but okay. But basically, go follow Caleb, and he'll tell you which person is which. But overall, I think it's cool. I wonder if the beast's glasses are important at all. Um, in what way? I don't know. Like they're they're not just normal glasses. They're like very actiony looking. I guess they're because he's going at speeds and things. You'd have to have similar ones to cyclists, where it um, protects the whole of your eyes. So if you put your head down, you don't get huge gusts of wind in them and knock you off course. Mm-hmm. And he must Maybe have protect from bugs splatter. And he must have very stretchy pants like the Hulk, because he can go like beast mode to normal mode, and his pants don't fall off. This was a really. These chaps have been great displays for him. I've been horikoshied again. We've all been horikoshied again. Last week we thought that oh, like this is a sure win mm-hmm. for um for team team B team B no team, team A. A team A. What fools we were! And I like that it's. I hope that all the fights take a few chapters each. Mm, I think it'll pro- it like I think it has to end in the next chapter. I don't think we're gonna get any more of this. Yeah, but the the other fights that we have coming, I hope that they each of them they last a few chapters. I wonder. That's what I'm not sure about because I know like I I hope I because I hope it is kind of like the sports festival that we get to see like highlighted some of them. But uh, I don't know. I think it will be funny if like Deku and Shinso don't actually get to face off as much as we would think they would. Yeah. Like, kind of uh, like how the sports guys were like, oh, Bakugo and Deku are going to fight each other at a sports festival, and it's like a big thing, but then it turns out that, like, another person, like, the Todoroki versus Deku fight was, like, such a big moment, and, like, you didn't really see it coming. I want, like, maybe they'll do something like that, but it wouldn't really make any sense. Like, I don't know who, I forget who else is on that team that would, like, get a big moment, but I, I, I'm expecting a fake out, like... I don't know how, but I'm I'm ready, Horikoshi. <laughs> I think it'll be the vestiges. The vest maybe he's he's a coup. I th- I still think from what I said last week that the the bit the vestiges are going to come back when he gets um brainwashed, or he might let himself get brainwashed so he can have a chat with them. Yeah, because I think the reason the vestiges come out is because like Deku can't use his brain, and so like since he's not there, he already he has like those other people in him, or like that connection. And if they're not there, that connection comes through, and they kind of, like, take control. And I think you said before that Deku might purposely get controlled. Because he's, like... Yeah. I, but I, want, I, I don't feel like he would do that during an exam. But I feel like he, like, has to get controlled, almost, just for that to happen. But I don't know. But... My my main prediction for next week is confirmation that it's her skin. I hope so. That does sound like a very good um it sounds like a good theory. And hopefully they'll kind of explain why the clothes and also like what is the weird thing around her chin? Earphones. Oh why? Uh to do a Shinso's quirk maybe? Oh! I don't know. Did, did she always have these? Let's go back to the flashback. She always has them. Because she had them when she was doing, like, the goopy thing. She has them during the fight. Yeah. 
Yeah, she has them there. I think they might just always be part of her outfit, and I just didn't notice. Oh, or do you think they could be earmuffs to keep her warm? <gasps> oh, that's probably what it is. It'd be so cute if they're earmuffs. Oh, I hope so. Okay, I'm gonna quickly. I'm gonna look her up really quick and see if I can see if there's if her original one had it. I think it is because her old one didn't have it. That's mm. yay earmuffs. She needs to be warm so she doesn't go into hibernation. What do you give this chapter? I don't um, know what we can rate it out of, though. What can I rate it out of? Um, I'm going to give it two out of three Sues. Ooh. Oh, I'm going to give it three out of three Sues. <laughs> I love the cooperation and the, the start, the budding friendships. Yeah, it was, like, it was really fun. I just feel like maybe not, like, quite enough happened. Or just kind of, like, it was a, like, I think we we learned a lot. But I'm just waiting for like the big moment. I think I kind of I kind of wish it had just been like two chapters for the fight instead of it going into a third one. But I still think like I, I still like really enjoyed it. So maybe like two point five out of three Sues. I just was like, oh, I, I guess I I just want to get to the Deku fight already. But I am really excited to see like the other people still. Yeah. I'm just I'm not super interested in the rest of Class B. Like Thorn Girl's cool, but. I want. I guess I wanted to hear do more things. I don't think we will see more of that. Besides, like, I don't know. I wanted to be more of a character. But yeah, I'm, I like air guys. Kind of boring to me. Beast guys. I guess like they're kind of growing on me. Oh, I want to see all of them. Mm. I love the different characters. And I want to see I... um more of the uh the Chinese exchange exchange student because we haven't yeah. seen him do anything. I forgot about him. I'm like, wait a second, he was guarding the jail. Even though, like, you don't need to guard the jail because they can't, like, break their teammates out as far as we know. I guess you probably could do, couldn't you? Maybe they they didn't say in the rules. They just said it was, like, an impenetrable prison. So maybe you could just, like, walk out and be like, psych, I'm free now. Because the, the team would have to have the keys. So it would probably be the person guarding it that would have the keys to lock them in. Oh. So you could just go over him and bust them out. Maybe that'd be a f- that, oh, this would make it go on forever if you could break out of prison. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you'd be like you can't break out of prison on your own volition, but like someone else can free you, so they steal the keys from that guy. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. Maybe in some of the later ones they'll do some shenanigans with this. I really think this one will end next chapter. Oh, I want to see shenanigans. Ah, uh, yes. Just give us like I want to see people pulling just like really like out of the box stuff. And I definitely want Class B to win a few of these matches. Yeah, yeah, they have to. They have to win some of them, otherwise it'd be too, too overpowered, too OP, and Monoma would go mad. Would go down, <laughs> down some sort of self-destructive spiral. As long as, as long as Monoma loses, so he's oh he's in the one with Deku, so he could super lose. Yeah, and. Um, Okay, so I think that wraps it up. Yeah. Uh, so, so we have been the My Hero Academia podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at MHAPod. We also have a website, ooh, which is MHAPod. Um, you can find us on Twitter and no, Twitter. You can find us on Reddit and Tumblr, or you could email us at MyHeroPod at gmail.com.
That's all, folks. You can follow me on Twitter at Sniper of My Heart. And I am on Twitter at Chopper's Antlers. And we for, I think we forgot to do it in episode 11, but go beyond plus, plus ultra. ultra. Yeah. <laughs> Slightly up. <Yeah. off. laughs> oh, well, close enough. This is my hero academia. Close ultra. Manga, anime, news, and more. Close ultra.